Okay, I'm going to jump right into this. Welcome on to Americana, the American way, with Big John. Um, what you're about to hear is based on actual events. Some things that have been taking place in my life recently, but they also tie into uh, what went on at the White House the other day with the executive order for the Affordable Care Act um, and things like that you can follow me on Twitter and Getter at the real underscore Big John this is Americana the American Way podcast and rumble video so I am not pleased with our healthcare system. And there's actually a little, a little funny, uh, in a funny way, I agree with what Barry Satoro says in this quote. <laughs> At least the first few words of it. Uh, I am here for my mother. As a quote. Okay, uh, I am here for my mother. So, so am I right now, Barry. So am I. Okay, and all the Americans who are forced to spend time arguing with health insurance companies instead of focusing on getting well. Me too. Me too. All you Congress members and people that I hope see and hear this I am here for the millions of lives that will be touched and in some cases saved by health insurance reform that very uh, is not the case right now You, that's not the case there is no health insurance reform. Millions of lives are not being saved. We're 12 years past the, approximately 12 years past the uh, passage of the Affordable Care Act. And millions of lives are not being saved by health insurance reform. His, uh, he goes on to say, I am here for the small businesses who are forced to choose between health care and hiring. A lot of small businesses ended up, <laughs> ended up losing their health care because of the Affordable Care Act, but that's something else. It finishes by saying, I am here for the seniors who are unable to afford prescriptions they need. Uh, that's not a problem. It, it could be. Uh, I don't want to get off on something else, but let me go ahead and read you the words of Barack Obama without me injecting my opinion. This is what he said when he was campaigning for uh, the Affordable Care Act, affectionately known as Obamacare. 
I am here for my mother and all the Americans who are forced to spend time arguing with health insurance companies instead of focusing on getting well. I am here for the millions of lives that will be touched and in some cases saved by health insurance reform. I am here for the small businesses who are forced to choose between health care and hiring. I am here for those seniors who are unable to afford prescriptions they need. So, I have a family member who worked hard for 30, 20, 30, whatever years at a steel mill, continued to contribute to society after that. Uh, he was a military man, Air Force, taxpayer, loyal American, had a, has a good retirement, thought he had good insurance through Medicare and uh, Medicare supplementals, uh, and as of late, his uh, Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplementals, supplemental talk straight John this is serious um, they've been telling doctors, caseworkers, hospitals nursing homes that they've paid out so much already they just can't pay anymore he's passed all his limits and days and all this and that and the other thing and we were told that the Affordable Care Act and this new executive order President Biden signed, uh, you know, the one after which everyone ignored him and flocked to Barack Obama. Uh, we we're told that this is going to help all of our all, all our woes and needs and problems. Uh, I'm going to post in the in the description on Rumble uh, links to an article by the Washington I think it's the Washington yeah Washington Post about Republicans shooting down the death panel quote unquote death panel clause in Obamacare but I think it's still around I think it's just gone wrong. There will be a panel of bureaucrats that decide when, you know, you've reached the end of your life and you just can't be saved and can't be treated anymore to doctors and insurance companies. And I will explain why I feel that way. Uh, and let me look at this. Executive order from Joseph R. Biden uh, signed a week or so ago. It says here on WhiteHouse.gov, Executive order on continuing to strengthen Americans' access to affordable quality health coverage. Uh, and then it's, you know, by the authority vested in me as president, blah, blah, blah. Uh, consistent with Executive Order 14009, 
Agencies have taken numerous actions to protect and strengthen Medicaid and ACA, also known as the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. Uh, letter A, facilitating the expansion of Medicaid in Missouri and Oklahoma to individuals below 138% of the federal poverty level, which is prote- projected to cover a million people. Uh, that's not a problem in my present situation. In fact, the, the, my family member can't qualify for Medicaid. Uh, because he worked hard his whole life and wasn't a fuck-up and a drug addict. Uh, sorry, I know not everyone that's on Medicaid is an idiot and a drug addict. <clears throat> Extending Medicaid eligibility to new populations in order to allow pregnant individuals to retain their Medicaid coverage for up to one year postpartum. So if you're a single mom that gets impregnated out of wedlock, uh, unlike my family member that waited till he was married to procreate children and was responsible his whole life, uh, you get an extension of your Medicaid for one year after your child's born. Usually the Medicaid ends for the mother and then picks up just the child after Uh, delivery from what I'm told Uh, operating a special enrollment period during 2021 that allowed 2.8 million Americans that is passed why is that in this executive order extending the length of healthcare.gov open enrollment period one month uh, and operating the most success- they're like bragging about themselves in this and operating the most successful open enrollment period ever with a historic one point four billion or million Americans enrolling so they're listing all the accomplishments of past uh, expansions of Obamacare. Let's get into this. Section 2. Agency responsibilities. In addition to making direct or taking actions directed pursuant executive order 14009, agencies of Title 44 U.S. Code with the responsibility related to American success or access to health care coverage shall review agency actions and identify ways to expand the availability of affordable health coverage to improve quality of coverage. So this was all supposed to be done in the Affordable Care Act in the first place. And this is none of these things are things that Republicans repealed. Uh, the policies or practices make it easier for all consumers to enroll in and retain coverage, understand their options, that's of no use to anyone. Policies or practices to strengthen the benefits and improve access to health care providers, that was supposed to be done in 2010. 
policies and practices to improve comprehensive coverage. So you have to improve the coverage that's already covered in the Affordable Care Act. We used to have an ongoing joke that it's not affordable and it doesn't care for anything. And that's basically what this executive order is telling us. Uh, policies and, or practices that expand eligibility in, and lower cost for coverage in the ACA marketplaces. To lower cost, the name of the act was the Affordable Care Act, and now you have to go out and retroactively <clears throat> make it more affordable. Okay? This is what happened to your health care when the government got really involved. This next thing, fact sheet, Biden-Harris Biden administration proposes to fix family glitch and lower health care costs, which was also supposed to be taken care of in the Affordable Care Act. <clears throat> Proposing to fix the family glitch. Under ACA, people who do not have access to affordable health care, which was the whole point of the ACA, uh, health insurance through their jobs, qualify for a premium tax credit to purchase affordable, high-quality coverage on the ACA's health insurance marketplace. So that's what Republicans propose. They give you a tax credit to go out and get your own health insurance, but not on the marketplace in the open market. We get to my rant. Right now, as it seems to me, Back in 2010, when Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act was being proposed, there was an article in there for panels to decide whether or not somebody should continue to receive medical treatment once they had passed that point of, you're just not going to get better. Normally, the point where your family would decide to put you in hospice or start end-of-life care. There were going to be panels. Sarah Palin, all the Republicans called them death panels. Uh, and then 2017, Republicans took that part out of the bill, or out of the law. But right now, it seems to me, from what I'm dealing with, doctors and insurance companies decide when somebody has lived long enough. Like, you've, you're, you're 85, you've lived a long enough life, you can go now. Uh, we don't think that you can survive this treatment. Oh, wait, you got better without our help? Well, you're 85. I mean, how much longer do you really have? These are the things I'm hearing coming out of doctors' mouths towards a relative of mine. And his insurance company is saying, well, we're just tired of paying for this shit. 
uh, you know, he's spent a lot of money. We've paid for a lot of things. We're just not going to pay anymore. You've reached all his maximum numbers of days for the uh, nursing home, skilled uh, nursing rehab. Uh, you know, the hospital says, well, you know, there's nothing really medically wrong with him. He's just reached this point where he's subconsciously given up on life. Well, he's been told for a year, uh, we don't know what the point is of treating you because you're, you know, you're in your late 80s. You don't have much longer anyways. And his cancer's barely grown in the last year after receiving only 12 radiation treatments nine, ten months ago. So, insurance companies, they don't want to pay the money. They don't want to waste money on an old person, is what it boils down to. They don't want to waste some money on someone that you know may die of natural causes a year after you know they've spent all this money. Even though the person's paid their premiums, they've paid their taxes, yeah, they've got a Medicare advantage plan that they're paying pennies a month for and the government's picking up the rest of the tab so the insurance company's getting paid but they literally tell him and our family yeah, we're, we've, we, he, we've paid out a lot we're just getting tired of paying I'm paraphrasing but that's essentially what they're saying the doctors, they don't want to waste a hospital bed on an old person. They don't want to waste a hospital bed on an old person. They don't want to waste treatment. The hospitals, you know, it used to be a place you went and you stayed there until you were better. Now it's, they treat you till you're well enough to leave and go to another facility or go home and get therapy at home or get therapy at a nursing home or skilled nursing facility, rehab facility, something like that. That's what we've been told. Hospitals don't keep you. Just because you're really sick and you're not eating and you're sleeping all the time and they had to give you a pint of blood because you were low on blood because your body stopped producing blood because you were not eating. But those aren't things that doctors treat anymore. Basically, the doctors don't want to waste their time and resources on an old person. It's, I say, I've been saying this, they're saying, quote, you've lived long enough, you can die now. That's how I feel like the doctors and the insurance companies are treating my relative. Um, there was an interview with Obama during this uh, Obamacare, Affordable Care, uh, either a, it was either during a debate or he said it during an interview. Uh, he said, you know, instead of getting the operation, you can take this pain pill or you can take this pill. Well, there's really no pill that you can take for cancer. They have to, there, there is a chemotherapy pill, but that's after they've, you know, 
done radiation, done chemo, done surgery, and then the chemo pill comes after that usually in the more severe cases. Unless you're 80, 85, 84, 86 years old, then your, your life's not worth you know, saving. It's not worth keeping you alive. So Obama said, instead of getting the operation, take this pill. So was the pain pill, the pill he's talking about, to just something to get the person through the pain of end-of-life care, or hospice as they call it? Because with hospice... Some of what they do is they just, you're in pain because you're dying. You're in pain because you have severe cancer. So they give you a morphine pill. Or if your pain's bad enough, a morphine drip. They keep you comfortable until you die. Because you're old and not worth saving. This is what I think. I think the, I think the pill instead of surgery was a quiet, easier way of saying end of life. You just keep them comfortable, keep them sedated, keep them pain free until they just die and their body gives out. I think the doctors and the insurance companies are the death panels. Let me repeat that. The doctors and the insurance companies are the death panels who decide who's lived long enough. You're 85, you're 90. You, you don't have much longer anyways, so you're, you're not worth our time to spend money and treatment and medicine on. We've got to save that for somebody that's got younger and still has years left to contribute to society and years left to pay into the system. So the doctors and the insurance companies decide who's lived long enough and needs to be denied treatment and kept comfortable on pain pills. And this is all because we've turned from God's way. The doctors don't understand. The insurance companies don't understand. God gave those people life. They gave the doctors themselves life. They gave the doctors the brains, the mind, to treat and help other people. And they're wasting their God-given talent. This is a, a conspiracy theory, but it's one of the things I've heard out there. And I'm seeing it unfold before my eyes with a relative of mine, like I said. There will come a point when governments, whatever form that's going to take in the future, because I do believe the, the actions, things we're seeing, government is going to change. 
government's going to change. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm talking about government. But there was an article or something I read or heard somewhere where it's going to be, okay, you've lived long enough. You're no longer a functioning, contributing member of society. You're no longer paying into the system. So it's okay for you to die or be euthanized. I wish I could find where I saw or read that, but I also wish I could, I searched and searched, but I know I, I saw it over and over again, the Barack Obama quote, instead of getting the operation, you take this pill. <coughs> Just so I could put it in context, but I know he said it because, you know, Republicans pounced all over it, Sean Hannity and them. Well, what if you need heart surgery? There's no pill right now that can, you know, prevent you from having to have open heart surgery. If you need it, you need it. And I've had two friends my age, in their 40s in other words, and one uncle who's 65-ish, uh, all have to get multiple bypass surgeries. Um... There's no, was no pill that could un, unblock those arteries, in other words. Um, but anyhow, that's just how I feel about all this. Uh, this executive order with the afford, uh, expanding or to the Affordable Care Act, all it did was say that the Affordable Care Act wasn't affordable and wasn't caring for anything. <laughs> but I just want our elected officials to know our health care system's busted. And I don't think government can fix it. You know, I've watched somebody come back from sickness that the doctor said he wouldn't come back from. A month ago, he was out shoveling six or eight inches of snow off the ground. And then he gets an infection, the cancer that they've refused to treat for a year because he's old, uh, has now spread a little bit, well, finally. He was, it was supposed to have spread a lot and really fast. Um, and he shouldn't even be alive by now. But he is. With no help from doctors whatsoever. And then they say, go into end-of-life care. Oh, Medicare pays for hospice. But no insurance company pays for a you to be in a facility they expect your family with a little help from a hospice nurse coming in every now and again to take care of you at home until you die that's the state of our medical system
and politicians did it. Politicians that are bought and paid for by big pharmaceutical, big insurance companies did it to a man who worked and served his country in the Air Force, worked 30 years in a steel mill after that, and made a good retirement and good life for himself, is wasting away in a hospice bed. And we don't know if we're going to be forced to bring him home and take care of him ourselves somehow in the next few days. So think about that, Barry Satoro. I don't give a freak if you want to call yourself Barack Obama. Think about that Sandy Cortez. Joe Biden, this is going to be your story in a few months. This will be you in a few months, Joe Biden. Bill Johnson, Jim Jordan... Rob Portman, whoever replaces Rob Portman. Sherrod Brown. Hope you made it through the video this far, the podcast this far. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Pray for each other. Our only hope is God. Our hope is not in man. Our hope is in God. That's all we got. God bless y'all. I'm going to play with my dog and smoke my cigar because I can't sleep because I'm too busy worrying about my family member who's dying because the death panels that used to be known as doctors and insurance companies said let him die. God bless y'all. Pardon my ignorance. But this had to be said because there are other people going through it.